Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, of course, joined by Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, let's just get right into it. Today, the New Hampshire primaries, voters are out there. Nikki Haley's been speaking to New Hampshire voters about why they should vote for her. And Donald Trump's been, I don't know, making noises. I want to get your perspective, Michael Cohen, because you've known Donald Trump for a very long time. You knew him for a long time. You probably knew him better than almost anyone out there. And I want to start this episode by talking about his cognitive decline and just this serious cognitive decline we are watching before our eyes. And we've known about it before, but it really seems to me that it is accelerating. Let me just show you this first clip, Cohen, then I want to get into all of the clips. But here, Donald Trump's trying to speak about his military prowess, his international experience, if you will, his understanding of war and peace, things that we want to hear about naturally from people who are running from office. And when Donald Trump talks about our military, our missile capabilities, here's how he does it. Play the clip. (laughs) These are not muscle guys here. They're muscle guys up here, right? And they calmly walk to a seat. Ding, 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 ding. They've only got 17 seconds to figure this whole thing out, right? Boom. Okay. Missile launch. Ping, boom. To most un. Ding, ding, bong. Ding, ding, whoosh. Ding, ding, whoosh. Boom. Boom. A whoosh. Boom. <laughs> I mean, are we, it's like we're watching a little petulant, like, baby. Like, how, how are we normal? This shouldn't be normalized, Michael. No, no it should not be normal. <laughs> and. Worse than worse than the insanity of watching a 77, 78-year-old man talking about the military capability of the United States, which, by the way, he shouldn't be talking about under any circumstance, but to be describing it like a fifth, like, like a five-year-old in this sort of manner, and to be the leader of the Republican Party, one of the two major parties in American democracy and probably the ultimate nominee is embarrassing to the world. You know, one thing that I heard um, somebody talk about, and I agree with them wholeheartedly, forgetting about how much damage that Donald Trump is going to do to America if and when, God forbid, a billion times he becomes president again. Think about what's going to happen to the world. Think about how somebody like Vladimir Putin is watching this, how somebody like, you know, Kim Jong-un is watching this. How do you take, could you imagine Vladimir Putin ever sitting there and talking about his missile capability with ding, 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 17 seconds. You don't even have time to react. What the fuck is he talking about? What's he babbling about 17 seconds? 17 seconds for what? The only last time I heard 17 seconds in any relationship to Donald Trump was his sexual you know, encounter with Stormy Daniels. But other than that, maybe there was a boom, maybe there wasn't. Who the hell knows? I don't know. But all I do know is that 17 seconds, bing, 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 boom, boom, boom. It is insanity. And the fact that he could be doing as well as he's doing in these polls, the fact that he will most probably be, unless something something spectacular happens, 
Can you imagine that this guy is going to be running for the presidency of the United States of America? What an embarrassment. A little bit later in the show, I do want to share a lot of these clips coming out of Nikki Haley voters or even former Ron DeSantis voters, people who consider themselves to be mainstream Republicans or independents who would occasionally vote for Republicans, people who have voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and 2020, who are now out there saying that if it's not Nikki Haley or it's not DeSantis, who's dropped out by now, um, there's no chance that they will ever be voting for Donald Trump. They said never again. They feel completely humiliated. And this isn't a small portion. I think it's like 40% of, and this is it from an article from Politico right here. I think it's like 40 to 45% of Nikki Haley voters saying that they will never vote for Donald Trump. And even if that equates to you know, anywhere from eight to 15 to 20% of the Republican Party, although I think it's going to be more than that. I think we're going to see something unprecedented happen that you and I have been talking about here as we get closer to November as a pro-democracy community really kind of coalesces and rallies behind normalcy, our yeah. constitution, yeah. preserving you know, and protecting our democracy. So yesterday... I met up with a friend uh, who moved from New York then to California. California has moved also to Florida. And she introduced me to a friend of hers, also from Florida. Very, very intelligent, um, you know, woman. And one of the things that I was blown away is how little people actually understand of the Iowa caucus, the New Hampshire primaries, and so on. And one of the things that I just want to explain, and I'm certain that many people know this, but there's still just too many people that don't. When it comes to the New Hampshire primaries, one of the things that Donald is out there spewing, and he has his minion regurgitating the misinformation, the disinformation, the malinformation, is that Democrats do not get the opportunity to vote in the New Hampshire primary. So one of the things that he's saying is that if Nikki Haley does really well, or if hypothetically he should lose, it's only because the Democrats have stacked the, the, the polls and the Democrats are going to be coming out in force to go ahead and to vote for Nikki Haley against him, to embarrass him, to give her a chance, to keep her in the race, et cetera, et cetera. That's not true. The only people who could vote in the New Hampshire primaries, Republican New Hampshire primary, are Republicans and undeclared. Now, the undeclared makes up a pretty good number uh, there in New Hampshire, but under no circumstances can Democrats vote in the Republican New Hampshire primary. Michael Cohen, I want to start sharing some other videos here of uh, Donald Trump, because one of the things he's doing, in addition to spreading the type of disinformation that you just talked about, because he's because of this cognitive decline that we're seeing, he's kind of mixing up and mushing together conspiracies and is just kind of blabbering incoherent things. So this is a clip that got a lot of attention because 
a Republican addressed it. Nikki Haley addressed it. Nikki Haley's mentioned in it. Donald Trump says, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. I offered Nikki Haley 10,000 troops. It's only for that reason, though, Michael Cohen, because Nikki Haley actually confronted this, that it is even a story that legacy media, mainstream media, whatever you want to call it, that they now felt comfortable to report on it because it was packaged through Nikki Haley. But any one of these clips that we're showing, as you and I've said before, that should be front page news. When somebody who's leading the Republican Party talks about our military and our weapons systems, in terms of ding ding boom, swoosh swoosh, ding ding boom, and boom. the me and the boom whoosh whoosh, and the media goes, oh, okay, well, I guess the conservative philosophy. It's like, dude, shut up! He's out there making baby noises. He's one step away from eating his own poop, basically. But anyway, let me let me show, for, for for real. Like, I'm, I'm, it's not even an exaggeration what we're watching. Let me show you this clip where he talks about Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. I gave Nikki Haley 10,000 troops and she couldn't stop the January 6th insurrection. Here, play this clip. Never reports the crowds, you know. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. You know, they did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it because of Lots of things like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. A pervert Hoover over there saying that he gave Nikki Haley 10,000 troops. Michael, you've known Donald Trump for a long time. I've never Are seen you him make seeing this kind of some serious like this. You're you're seeing things, though. Right. And I want to hear your perspective because you've seen yeah. his mental state before. Yeah. There's real issues here. All right, so let me be very clear about something. This is not the Donald Trump that I knew going back from 2007 through 2018. Um, this is a Donald Trump in significant cognitive decline. You know, we've seen him do some strange stuff, but it's not just that he's confusing Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi. He's confusing Biden with Obama. He's confusing just a multitude of things. That in and of itself should be extremely worrying to the voting population. This is not a man. All of a sudden, he's going to be like, yeah, let's send one of these missiles, the bing, bing, boom, booms, off to North Korea. But he's actually thinking of, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia, or he's thinking of Iran. I mean, this is not somebody who you can trust, because it's not just that Donald Trump is in this sort of weird place. What it does is it empowers those that are around him to believe that Donald is in such cognitive decline that they will be the ones in charge of government. And they are not there. First of all, they're not there because we want them there. They're there because he, they're going to sign these loyalty oaths to Donald. They're there in order to enrich themselves at our expense. This is really a very scary time in America. I might, I'm telling you, I have never seen Donald in such a way about him. Is it because he's really going through some sort of bout of dementia? I don't know. I haven't 
you know, I, I haven't examined him, nor am I in a position to examine him. Is it because all of this litigation has finally gotten to him? Is it maybe maybe the alleged syphilis that we saw uh, growing on his hands? You know, is that because, you know, syphilis will cause dementia? Um, who the fuck knows? But why do we even care? Why is this man in the, why is he the front runner? And why are people lining up in sub-zero temperatures in order to vote for somebody who acts and behaves in this sort of manner? This is the, I mean, you know, I forget who it was. It was Michael LaRosa turned around and he, we were doing it for my Mea Culpa podcast, an upcoming recording. And he said to me something that was very, very true. And it's not that people like Donald Trump. It's not that they are um, anti-Biden, so to speak. They're just pro-Republican. And they are looking for a reason why not to vote for, for Joe Biden. You got to search long and hard to come up with a reason why you would vote for somebody who is cognitively impaired. Somebody who is up there at a rally, mind you, he doesn't have to think for a second. Everything is written on a teleprompter. Just shut the fuck up and read the teleprompter. Instead, when he goes on these, and he goes on these riffs off of the teleprompter, the teleprompter, this is what you get. You get somebody who has no idea where he is. He has no idea what he's talking about. And it's it's almost to the point that the media. Mainstream media, they don't stop covering him because it's so wacky that it's funny. And we're not supposed to be, this isn't Saturday Night Live where you're supposed to be laughing about this. This is really serious stuff. This is our future democracy. And shame on us, really, if you think about it, shame on us for allowing him to get to the position that he's at. And the fact that there are so many people who are still supporting somebody who's going to be walking around in his underwear, right? Um, like the way that the Chin Giganti was walking around through downtown Manhattan. He is out of his mind right now. I mean, going to, he's basically doing that right now in each of these speeches that we see. And to your point, Michael Cohen, just think people view things or people who have been Republicans their whole life view this as kind of very tribal, right? It's their team. Right. You know, it's like you've got the you got the Yankees and you've got the Dodgers. But or the Boston Red Sox. Right. Or the Boston Red Sox. But it's not that at all. As Lindsey Graham said, the one thing Lindsey Graham said right back on May 3rd, 2016, I think we have the post. If we nominate Trump, we will get destroyed and we will deserve it. And let's face it. Everybody needs to ad just admit it that the Republican Party is dead. It is over. It is now MAGA. You can't even call them Republican anymore. So people who view themselves as Republican, who feel this tribal allegiance to the Republican Party, the real Republican in name only is this MAGA movement, and they just need to recognize that. And the pro-democracy community, we here at the pro-democracy community, made up of progressives, 
liberals, independents, people who have left the Republican Party, mainstream Republicans, actual conservatives. We need to also be welcoming to people who are watching what we're watching, Michael Cohen, who are seeing what we're seeing, and they are just disgusted by it and they want out. And honestly, I know it's tough for us because, you know, especially people who have stayed with this MAGA Republican thing post January 6th and now are leaving. I get how difficult it is to be like, wait a minute, you saw the insurrection and you are still supporting this guy and you're still supporting this thing. I understand that. But the moment right now is just so super critical that we can resolve some of those disagreements later on. But right now we have to be welcomed. We have to grow our tent. And I like that President Biden is focused on expanding the base while Trump is focused on shrinking the Republican base. Yeah. Look, let's all be fair about it. You know, the big attacks on Joe Biden is his age and that when he's reading the teleprompter, he's squinting. He's very passive. He seems mild. But you know what he is? He's fastidious. This is a man who has a task ahead of him. This is a man who has good people around him that are interested in doing things that benefit you and me, benefiting America, and in fact, benefiting democracy around the world. Very different than what's going to come in when Donald Trump demands loyalty oats by all the folks that are going to be joining the transition team. This is really scary stuff when you're going to have folks like the Matt Gateses of the world, the Ted Cruz's, the the um, you know the Josh Hawley's, the Marjorie Toilet Greens, the Lauren Boberts. These are the folks that are willing to pledge their fealty to him, not to America, but to him, because they see a pathway to benefiting, benefiting from it at our expense, but what they don't seem to understand is that Donald will not let them benefit so long as, like a mob boss, he doesn't get a taste. So the whole thing is going to be one giant shit show of chaos every single day, just every single day. And how, how we're not worrying about this more and more and how we're in a situation where, again, you have somebody in, look, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that Nikki Haley should be the Republican nominee. I'm not saying that it should have been, you know, DeSantis or any of the other people that wanted it. I'm just saying it cannot be Donald because of the danger that he poses to democracy. I want to share with you this ad that was just put out by President Biden's campaign. President Biden said, I don't agree with Nikki Haley on everything, but I think we agree on this much. She is not Nancy Pelosi. And here's the ad that President Biden released. Play the clip. Last night, Trump is at a rally. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. And he's going on and on mentioning me multiple times as to why I didn't handle January 6th better. Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. They don't want to talk about that. I wasn't in office then. They're saying he got confused. You have voter ID to buy a loaf of bread. You have, you have ID to buy a loaf of bread. What? 
What is? I'm driving over a road where it's almost all paper. And you know, you can see paper. I know paper. I know cans. But all the time now, we see whales washing up on shore because of the wind. Uh... Our veterans don't have cell phones, do they? He got confused. He got confused and said he was running against Obama. He never ran against Obama. And we did with Obama. We won an election that everyone said couldn't be won. Obama wants to, he doesn't want to talk about it. Well, you mean President Biden. So, uh... Don't put our country at risk like this. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Saying Michael Michael Cohen, Cohen, that that looked a little bit like a Midas short right there. That looks like some of the. I I really thought that was a powerful ad using Nikki Haley to basically narrate that and show Donald Trump's cognitive lapses. And there, once again, you had Donald Trump, who I've been calling pervert Hoover, saying, "I know paper, I know cans, I know paper and cans." (laughs) What is going on? The fact that you and I are actually having this conversation, the fact that the choice, the best choice that Republicans have to put up is going to be somebody who's lost it. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. I don't want to make fun of somebody's cognitive decline. I mean, that runs in his family. I don't want to make fun of it because it's not funny. And you know what else isn't funny? Allowing somebody in a cognitive decline who doesn't know that the roads are made of concrete, not paper or aluminum, guy who does who believes that the whales are washing up onto shore because of the wind. I mean, yeah, that just makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Or a guy who believes he ran against Barack Obama when clearly he did not. Um this just doesn't make this doesn't make any sense. A guy who thinks that it's that Nikki Haley is Nancy Pelosi or whoever he was confusing that this should be the guy who even has a 50-50 shot of becoming the president of the United States. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? Could you imagine how the other, you know, uh countries of autocrats are praying to God? that Trump becomes the president? Could you imagine what Putin right now is thinking? He's licking his chops, right? This guy is like chowing down on pounds of caviar, just enjoying it while sipping champagne, hoping that they could do something to help Donald in order to become the president because guaranteed the next day, Ukraine is left into the, is they're just left in the wind Russia will be able to take over Ukraine. Forget about just Crimea. I mean, it's really, it's so sad. I mean, there's really no other way to describe it. It's pathetic and it's sad. This is how Donald Trump talks about China and Russia, and you'll just hear his voice change. Oh, my God, what China is going to do to America? Can you possibly imagine, Ben? Here's what Donald Trump says about China and Russia. Here, play this clip. Russia or China. And she was sitting there like, what the hell? She didn't, she wasn't, she didn't, I put her in the room, you know. Look, one of the reasons I did, because I happen to love the Lieutenant Governor Henry McMaster. What the hell is he talking? I'm so sorry. I, I, that's one clip I have not seen already, but what the hell came before it? What is that even about? 
Bing, bing, well, he, was, he was saying how he put Nikki Haley in the room with China and Russia, and he says it like that, and that she's weak and he's strong, but he only hires the best people, and she's bad on foreign policy, even, and he's great on foreign policy, even though he hired her to basically, uh, you know, to, to be the ambassador to the UN, and Donald Trump thinks that he was tough on China by running a trade war that ended up being one of the causes of inflation here by taxing imports, because I don't think Donald Trump really understands the way tariffs actually work and that it is inflationary the same way the $8 trillion in debt that he caused us was also significantly inflationary that President Biden got under control. But he, he, here's what Donald Trump had to say as well, Michael Cohen. He said that he doesn't care about the support of Nikki Haley voters. He doesn't care yeah. about the support. Here, let, let me show you this clip. Let's play. How do you bring these Nikki Haley voters, some of whom voted for you in 2020, but say they don't want to now? Oh, they'll all vote for me How again. do you bring them back into the They're going to all vote for me again. They're going to all vote for me again, everybody. And I'm not sure we need too many. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we need too much many, too many. And here he is He's with Marjorie. He's not sure about anything now, is he? Bing, bing, Ben. Bing, bing. Boom. Whoosh. Whoosh. Swoosh bing. That, okay. If I ever talked like that, Michael Cohen, you can just... Uh, and let me be very clear about something. If you talked like that when you were six years old, they would have had you in therapy. <laughs> I totally agree. Let me show you. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about how um, if you're not obedient to Donald Trump at this point, if you don't support the Trump policies, you will be eradicated from the Republican Party. I think we got this clip. Let's play this one. This is a referendum on the Republican Party, and that's something I'll be saying in my speech tonight. Uh, this is a true change for the Republican Party. It says that not only do we support President Trump, we support his policies. And any Republican that isn't willing to adapt these policies, we are completely eradicating from the party. We are completely eradicating from the Republican Party. Republicans who won't adapt their policies to what, Michael Cohen? Ding, ding, boom, a whoosh, a ding. If you don't say that, wow, and wow, you know, right. Donald oh, wow. Yeah. Could you imagine wow, that? Wow, everybody, yay. We're all going to like what they do in North Korea with Kim Jong-un. They're all going to sit there and have to clap their hands saying, that was the best speech I have ever heard in my entire life. It's better than the other speech that he gave just the day before. We are so lucky to have him as our supreme leader. You know, I I, I don't I don't understand. Are we so anxious to get rid of democracy? Are we so anxious to become an autocracy? Forgetting about the fact that you know uh, that. 250 years ago, we fought for our independence. I mean, are we so forgetful on how many soldiers are buried, whether it's at Arlington or any of the other cemeteries, for people who fought for American democracy, fought for the ideals that are given, are granted to us in the Constitution? our rights? Are we that fast to walk away from it? I mean, this is exactly what Hitler did 
starting in Germany or Austria and then moving and then moving west. I mean, this is exactly what he did. It's this dumbass conversation. I mean, look, everybody laughed at Hitler with the stupid fucking haircut and the little mustache underneath his his nostrils. But nevertheless, look at the damage that he caused. So here we laugh at the same sort of an idiot with the you know, with the flip-flap flop that goes over there saying stupid shit with orange makeup on his face. It's one idiot after another. I mean, is this what we is this what we're waiting for? Is this what we want? Because I could I could assure you, Bing Bing Ben, it's not what I want. Boom. You know, but that's where this mission that we all have in the pro-democracy community to build together. And I'm looking at all of you beatdown brigaders because trust me, Michael Cohen and I are in this together with you. We need your help. That's why we're trying to build something that just hasn't existed before, right? Because left to its own, the legacy media will normalize everything that we are showing you and sharing with you. So we have to be like, you know what? We got to change this march towards authoritarianism. We got to stop it together. And one of the ways we can do it, if it's our own small contribution, is build a media network that shows these things. And by the way, that's all I really wanted the legacy media to do. I'm not saying they they don't need to fanboy for President Biden. I wouldn't want that to happen. I just want them to freaking show the clips that we're showing you, not just when Nikki Haley's name is invoked, because now a Republican's talking about it, but when Trump's there saying, China, Russia, ding, ding, bong, ding, bong, ding, ding. Or, or how about this clip right here where Donald Trump talks about he should get absolute immunity because he's kind of like a rogue cop or, you know, you know, he's also kind of like a like a pedo priest. And as a result of that, they get immunity, which they don't get immunity. Donald Trump says that he should get absolute immunity like a pedo priest. But again, that clip won't be shown on legacy media. And again, all we're doing here, Cohen, is I'm just saying, Salty, please play the clip. Go back to being a country of law and order have to do it and you will have very seldom but you will have the rogue we call it the rogue cop the bad apple and perhaps you'll have that also with president but there's nothing you can do about that you're going to have to give the president you're going to have to allow a president any president to have immunity so that that president can act and do what he feels and what his group of advisors feel is the absolute right thing. Otherwise, you're going to have presidents that are totally impotent. And we've had enough of them already. We've had enough of them already. So having immunity is so important. And I hope the Supreme Court has the courage to do that, because otherwise you're just not going to be in a very strong position very long. It'll totally change our country, in my opinion. That's how bad it and by the way, that's part of his stuff. So that's in Manchester. Then he goes to Rochester, New Hampshire, where he talks about um, there are bad apples in the church. Do you know about the bad apples? And just like the bad apples, I want to talk to you about absolute immunity. We'll talk about that one uh, in uh, in just a bit. But Cohen, what, what, what do you think about that? This, what, I mean, what could we possibly say to our brigaders that we haven't said Time and time and time again. It's one of the reasons why Ben and I are consistently imploring everyone 
to ensure that you're registered to vote. This is not a joke. I want to be clear about something as well. If Joe Biden made the statements that Donald Trump is making right now, whether it's about the bad apples, whether it's about the bing, bing, boom, boom, zoom, swish, 17 seconds, China, Russia, I would be saying the same thing about Joe Biden that I am saying about Donald Trump. We do not have a place in Washington for someone who is cognitively impaired as Donald Von Schitzenpanzes, period, end of story. And that's what Midas Touch Network, that's what this political beatdown, that's what my mea culpa podcast, what we do, we're trying to put out facts, no more innuendo. My friends, we are 10 months away from an election that our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren will turn around and say to you, whether it's today, tomorrow, years from now, what the fuck were you thinking? Why didn't you do something? You could have done more because when democracy is on the line, you have to fight for it. We cannot sit back idly and do nothing. It's why we keep saying, Please make sure that you share this network, you share this, this program, you share Maya Culpa program with your family, your friends, your colleagues, whomever, so that we could together build a community to ensure that somebody who is cognitively impaired does not end up, imagine that shit, behind the Oval Office, in the Oval Office, behind the Lincoln desk. Can you imagine what, what damage it's going to be? Look at, for example, what has happened as a direct result of the Dobbs decision with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. You listen to Donald Von Schitz and Pants when he talks like he doesn't even know what he's talking about 80, 90 percent of the time. Well, that 10, 20 percent of the time that he's somewhat coherent, that doesn't work. If you're the president of the United States, it may work if you're living at the country club, right? And you're, you know, you confuse, you know, uh, the, let's say the third T for the sixth T or the eighth T. Who gives a shit? No problem. They'll point you to the right direction. But when you're the president of the United States and the world is in the flux that it's in right now, no bullshit. I'm not, no good. Cannot happen. We cannot continue to allow him and his, sycophantic followers, especially those that will follow him into the White House to interfere with our constitutional rights, to do things like the overturning of Roe versus Wade. We cannot allow this to happen, and we need to fight like hell, and we need to fight like hell at the ballot box. Cohen, the I just want to show that our fight is going to win. I just want to show you this tick that Donald Trump still has, or I should say that pervert Hoover still has. Here, Donald Trump was with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and he saw, uh, what a, I think, a young girl in the audience. And let me just show you how he responds to there being a young girl in the audience around him. Here, play this clip, Salty. Did you see what he did there? Let, let me just show it one more time. This is him saying, oh, she's so young. And then watch what he does with his hands. Play this clip. That's not 
Anyway, when we come back, I want to show some signs of hope, which is that there are these mainstream Republicans, there are independents that we're seeing in New Hampshire who are saying no matter what, they will never vote for Donald Trump. And these are people who supported him in 2020 and 2016 because they're seeing these clips. They're seeing Donald Trump say that he wants to be a dictator. He's saying, I want to be a dictator. He says it. So I want to show you that and more. Let's take a quick break. And I'm enjoying this episode today, Michael Cohen. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Let's take a break. It's time to elevate your everyday wellness with the number one meal kit for clean eating and discover new gut-friendly recipes each week from Green Chef. Let Green Chef take the work out of eating clean with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes featuring certified organic fruits and vegetables, organic cage-free eggs, and sustainably sourced seafood. And that's not all, my friends. Choosing Green Chef means choosing real, wholesome foods that don't just fill you up, but also support a healthy lifestyle. It's more than just satisfying hunger. It's about feeling good with every bite. Embark on a delicious culinary adventure this year with Green Chef's diverse menu. Each week, choose from 80-plus flavor-packed options. Easily customize your meals to suit your lifestyle with preferences like keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, gluten-free, and protein-packed. Green Chef delivers everything you need to eat clean the easy way. So nourish your body with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle and taste great, too. I personally love Green Chef. My absolute favorite is the spicy chicken and broccoli stir-fry. I mean, it's delicious. So go to greenchef.com slash 60beat, that's 60-B-E-A-T, and use code 60beat to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash 60beat, and use code 60beat to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Ben Mycel is here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores 
causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back. We're live. Political beatdown. Everybody, you should also know about the Midas Touch newsletter. Cohen, have you signed up for the Midas Touch newsletter? Are you not only have I signed up for it, I've also written for it. <laughs> MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. We send you daily emails, daily updates from all things Midas Touch, political beatdown, legal AF. You just go to MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. It is free. Forgot to show some of these other clips, though. I got to show before going to these independent voters and mainstream Republicans who are never voting for Trump. This is a clip of Donald Trump saying that we this is from the other night that we won world wars in forts, he says, as though we fought world wars on American soil. And the only fort name that he can remember is named after someone who wanted to secede from the United States from Virginia. Play this clip raised up those great skyscrapers, won two world wars. You know, we won world wars out of forts, Fort Benning, Fort this, Fort that, many forts. They changed the name. We won wars out of these forts. They changed the name. They changed the name of the forts. A lot of people aren't too happy about that. Defeated, he said, unacceptable. Yeah, no, they changed the name of a lot of our forts. We won two world wars out of a lot of these forts. And they changed the name. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Defeat. I mean, could you imagine this? I want you to go back and each and every one of you think for a quick second. You're sitting in history class, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth, tenth, whatever it might be. You're sitting in history class, and one of the, and the questions are name three forts, right? And he goes. Fort Dix, or he said what? Fort Benning, Fort This, and Fort That. I'm pretty sure that you're going to get a zero as an answer to that question. The fact of the matter is when it comes to Donald, facts don't matter. What matters to him is he thinks he's playing to the crowd. And sadly, in many of these places, as he likes to say, he is playing to the poorly educated, to the uneducated, to these MAGA morons with the four teeth and the three brain cells that think everything that Donald says is accurate. And it's very scary. It's really scary in the fact that these people have the same power as you and I in terms of their vote. One vote, 
You know, each vote counts exactly the same, whether you are a MAGA moron, whether you're a billionaire, or whether you're average Joe or Jane American. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But how is it possible? I mean, again, Ben, you and I could talk about this till the cow comes home. And Donald would truly believe that a cow is actually coming home. He goes, don't worry, I'm going to wait up for it. This is not a joke. It's really not a joke when you have someone talking about we fought world wars out of forts. I really wish that at some point in time, somebody in the audience would say, uh, Donald, can you tell us which forts that we actually fought out of considering, you know, neither World War I or World War II were fought on American soil? In fact, I think the last war that was fought on American soil was the Civil War. What the hell is he talking about? Then part of his stump speech, after doing whatever the hell that was that we just showed, he goes to the audience and he goes, my cognitive's good. I got good cognitive. I'm not cognitively. I take cognitive tests. I take aptitude tests all the time. Here, just one of these. got an elephant? Here's Donald Trump claiming that he's not cognitively impaired. Here, play this clip. The fake news, they say, did you ever realize that he gets the name Barack Obama confused with Biden? (laughs) You know, they're trying to say he's cognitively impaired. And when I use it, because I figure Barack Hussein Obama is probably running things based on some of the people I see. So when I say Barack Hussein Obama is running things, they say, oh, when I imitate him walking into a wall because he can't find us, they showed me. And then I'll show you just one more clip like that. Here, Donald Trump claims that he gets confused on purpose and then talks about a cognitive exam he took recently. Like he's always taking cognitive, he's like addicted to cognitive exams, apparently. Here, play this clip. But I don't do it because what they do is if I'm sarcastic or like I, a lot of times I'll say, and President Obama is doing a lousy job, meaning that Obama's running the show. They'll say, Donald Trump doesn't know who our president is. No, no. Because cognitively, you know, I don't know if you saw, but a few months ago, I took a cognitive test my doctor gave me. I said, give me a cognitive test just so we can, you know, because you know what the standards were. And I aced it. I also took one when I was in. But I also took one when I was in the White House. No, I'll let you know when I go bad. I really think I'll be able to tell you because someday we go bad. But, you know, I've had and they always say, like, like Haley, she talks about, yeah, we don't need 80 year old. Well, I don't mind being 80, but I'm 77. That's a big difference. Big difference. But I have. I mean, they're clapping for him like he's yeah. Shamu at SeaWorld, and he just like was able to because like jump. He's an entertainer. That's the whole thing. They're fucking bored with their lives. You know, this is like watching one of these Bravo TV reality shows in person for free, right? All right. So you had to wait online for a little bit, and you get in there and you watch the dancing clown perform. So they're laughing at it because it is fucking funny. If it wasn't that our country's democracy is on the line, it's fucking hysterical. In fact, it's so funny that Saturday Night Live doesn't, they don't even have to change anything in the routine. They just redo it 
using this guy who's fantastic is Donald. They don't change anything because you can't <laughs> do better. You can't do better than the shit clown show that's going on right now. Did you notice that? They Every, just have him I, actually say the things that Trump was saying. They, they didn't yeah, exaggerate it. They didn't exaggerate it. They didn't blow it up. They didn't you know, change it in any way to make it funnier. It's funny simply because Donald Von Schitz and Pants is talking about it as if it's true and it's reality. And they're all just laughing about it and clapping because they don't want the show to end. It's almost like going to a Broadway show or to an opera or something, and you start screaming bravo at the end, bravo, because you want them to come out or, you know, or you know, at, the, at a concert, you want them to play one more song, one more song. They don't want this shit show to stop because it's fucking hilarious. And then, Cohen, here are the people who were at that event. I think we've got a photo. By the way, it's a pretty empty event also, but there's a photo of these MAGA supporters right there. They put him on the flag. They wear his face on their shirts. That That's what the Republican Party is in 2024. And I think there are mainstream Republican Party, pe people who are part of the Republican Party today, mainstream Republicans who go, that's not me. Like, that behavior, uh-uh, that's not the party that I want to be associated with. So let me just show you some of these clips that we assembled. This first one is a voter by the name of Joseph Mueller, who previously voted for Donald Trump. Let's play this clip. And when you talk to Nikki Haley's voters and people who are say that they plan to support her, you hear a mix of voters that are unlikely allies. I consider myself a, a, a traditional Republican. 26-year-old Joseph Moeller is planning to vote for Nikki Haley in Tuesday's New Hampshire primary. Policy-wise, I am more in line with Haley. But the law school student and self-described moderate conservative says his support is driven by another candidate. I'm thrilled to be back in the great state of New Hampshire. Right now, Nikki Haley is clearly the one that has the best chance of, of defeating Trump. And that's your top priority, defeating Trump. That's, that's my top priority. The polling since Donald Trump's historic win in Iowa shows the former president leading by double digits in New Hampshire, but facing a tougher challenge from his former U.N. ambassador. I voted for him twice, and I was just humiliated when I saw that the guy I voted for, the way he handled himself after he lost. Humiliated, he says. Let me show you this next clip, Cohen. This is a New Hampshire resident who previously voted for Trump in 2016, but now says they are firmly against Donald Trump. Let's play this clip. Voted for Trump the very first election. Yes, I did. In 2016. In 2016, and, and was, why not now? <laughs> why not now? Because I feel that I'm not going to tell you what I really feel, um, but I think that he's not very not very honest person, um, and he, and I think that he uh, did a real disservice to our country on January 6th. And was that when you lost faith in him? No, I lost faith in him. A long time before that. And here's another guy who gets it, country over party. Let me show you this clip as well. Play this clip, Salty. Have you decided who you're going to support on Tuesday? Yes, I think I have. I think I'm a Nikki supporter. Are you open to supporting Joe Biden? I am. I voted for him in the last election. Um, I haven't been pleased with some of his policies. What have you been most displeased with? Uh, just, just the spending um, and and his treatment of the, the border. I think we've got real problems that he's failing to recognize and do something with. Um, but 
he's a much better choice than than Trump. I want to show you one more clip, Cohen. This New Hampshire Republican who previously voted for Trump says she no longer can, after watching him, praise dictators and promise to be one. She says she's 74 years old. She's lived in a constitutional democracy throughout her life, and she's thinking about her grandkids right now in the world she's going to leave them. Let's play this clip if yep. we have it, Stolte. I want to, I'm uh, 74 years old. I've lived in a constitutional democracy all my life. I want to remain that way, and I want my grandchildren to grow up in one. And Not a dictatorship. And I'm curious, over the last two elections, um, mm -hmm. have you voted Trump in the past? Was it something where you voted for him, you trusted him, and you were disappointed? Yes, I voted for him in 2016. I am a registered Republican, and I... I regretted that vote almost immediately, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, especially on his trip to Europe where he insulted our allies and praised Putin. So, Cohen, I think it is really important that those stories be shared and highlighted. We have a whole series here that we've been doing now for over a year on the Midas Touch Network where we talk about former Republicans. We call it our mass exodus series of mainstream Republicans and independents who are fleeing this MAGA mutation of conservatism, which is not conservative in the Republican Party. But when I watch clips like that, if President Biden, which he's doing right now, is putting together a coalition like that, that's fairly unprecedented in kind of American history elections that you have something like that take place. You, you know, Ben, one of the things that we have not touched on, and I think that on the next show, we definitely have to touch on it. You know that Donald's abilities are just being flushed down the toilet when you have someone like Joe Tacopina, or as we like to call him on the show, Taco Penis, ends up dropping Trump as a client. Why is it that everyone who is, I can't even call Takapina a good lawyer, but certainly better than Alina Haba, look at what he's being left with. These are the people that are surrounding Donald Trump. These are the people that are going to be surrounding Trump if, God forbid, he ends up becoming president again. You're talking about the Himmlers and the, and the Gehrings. These are people who aren't capable of doing shit on their own. And so they are riding his coattails to what they perceive to be power and money and everything else in between. But mostly it's power. That's what they're all really looking for right now. And to all of them that are willing to sign that loyalty pledge, you know, to Donald, you know, Donald over country, party over country. I say fuck you to both. All right, to all of you. You don't this this grandmother, the 74-year-old grandmother hit it right on the hit the nail right on the head when she said, "You know, I grew up and I lived in a democracy and I want to give democracy to my children, my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and so on." That's not where we're where we're at. And again, I see so many people in the comments that's why we have to vote blue. Please, I beg each and every one of you, make sure that you are 100% registered to vote. 
There is no, I don't care, you know, as Donald would say, if it's 20 degrees below zero, which of course it won't be, but whatever it is, we have to ensure that we get out there and we make our votes count because democracy, America is on the line. You know, and, you know, you see with Donald Trump, that bing, bing, whoosh, but there's also a nihilism there. There's a intent to cause harm to our country. Right? We've heard Donald Trump say that he wants the economy to crash. He wants the stock market to crash right now because he thinks that will help him in the election. Fortunately, President Biden has navigated a lot, a lot of kind of landmines that Donald Trump has placed from $8 trillion in debt, the inflationary conditions that Donald Trump caused, no way to pay for his tax cuts to billionaires and decamillionaires and screw over working people, Donald Trump's trade wars, which were a failure. But President Biden's been able to steer the economic ship in the right direction. And we're not even at the point yet, and we expect it soon, where the Fed will cut interest rates as well. But even without that, every day the stock market is setting record highs. But setting aside that metric, say, which why, then, why is, then why isn't Biden touting that? Could you imagine if this was right now Trump in the presidency and it hit the 30,000 number, the highest recorded mm -hmm. ever? Could you imagine what Donald would be saying every single second of every single day? Well, it's a great point because, well, first and foremost, there has to be a vehicle to get out the message. President Biden and his team do talk about this every single day. We talk about it here on the Midas Touch Network, um, but you do not see stories like the ones where Donald Trump would get all this credit where the stock market was not nearly as high as where it is now, where other metrics were significantly down. So there has to be someone who shows that message, uh, number one. Listen, Biden on any given day can talk behind the, the Lincoln desk from the Oval Office. He can go outside to the Rose Garden. He, he has the ability. All he has to do is step outside and then say, we just, we, we just crushed anything from any previous administration. I'd like to see Biden saying it, not Corinne Jean-Pierre, not Ben Bing Bing Boom Ben Micellis, not Michael Cohen. I'd like to see Joe come out there and tout the fact that the stock market, unlike the guy who could be his competitor in the 2024 election, who wants to see your 401k go down the toilet, no, we're setting records. You know why? Because America is strong. America is great. And America will remain great so long as this guy remains at Mar-a-Lago. But also the stock market isn't the main metric no, or even I think not. a key, right? And so what President Biden, though, also talks about is wage growth, that unemployment is at record lows, that we've had a record job growth, that the GDP is growing faster here than in China, that it's record GDP growth, that we have the lowest inflation here than any other G7 nation. So President Biden's out there talking about it, but then what's the counterpoint by Republicans, right? Now, their focus is on border, 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 invasion, invasion, invasion. And what's President Biden trying to do? He's trying to get the resources yep. to the border.
but the MAGA Republicans are refusing to do any border deal because Donald Trump has told them, do not do a border deal because the issue Donald Trump believes is a winning issue for Republicans to whine about. So there's actually bipartisan legislation taking place in the Senate right now, Democrats and responsible Republicans. But in the House, the MAGA Republicans are killing any deal that helps Ukraine and helps the border. And by the way, you don't have to listen to me or Michael Cohen about it. Let me show you Republican, Dan Crenshaw, who says this is what these MAGAs are doing in the House. This is a Republican Congress member. Here, play this clip, Salty, and we'll leave with this clip. Play it. Meaningful border policy changes. And for whatever reason people come up with, they don't want it anymore. Um, that's going to be a pretty tough position to stand by. So, there's a, there's, so they're saying a couple things, right? Well, we, we'll never vote for it if it's attached to Ukraine. Really? Like, we get meaningful border policy for Ukraine aid? You're not going to vote for that? So you want Russia to win more than you want border policy changes? That's a tough one. You defend that. Um, some people say, oh, well, it'll be Biden wants it now because it's helpful to him politically. Okay. I want border security. That's that's what I that's what I told my constituents that I would do for me. So if we can get that deal, that's that's in the branch. I wanted to leave on that point right there. Michael Cohen, I'll give you the last word and I'll remind everybody about our new newsletter, MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. And let me remind everybody as well about our Patreon, Patreon.com slash political beatdown. You and I are going to do uh, an after show today and then we meant to, is my fault, we meant to announce when we were doing our Zoom meeting with our patrons. We will be doing it this week on one of the evenings this week that you and I will announce later today. We're just going to come up with that date. But Michael Cohen, let me give you the last word. Oh, and by the way, we're almost at 2 million subscribers. So hit subscribe. Oh, and make sure you subscribe to Michael Cohen's other podcast, Mea Culpa, the blue one right here on the Midas Touch Network. There it is. Wherever you get audio podcasts, just search Mea Culpa and make sure you are subscribed both to the Mea Culpa Blue podcast as well as Political Beatdown on audio as well. Cohen, you get the final word. Look, there's not much more that I could possibly say that we haven't already said again and again. You see for yourself what's going on. You see the danger that this man poses. The saddest thing and I will never stop saying it, President Biden has to get aggressive, plain and simple. He has to because he is not cognitively impaired. Now, he'll squint his eyes, like I said before, when he's reading. You know, he does have a stuttering issue. Everybody knows about that. And so he'll sometimes, you know, roll two words into one. But he's certainly not calling Donald Trump uh, you know, Bing Bing Ben Mike Sellis. He's certainly not calling, you know, um, you know, Michael Cohen. He had Donald is fucked up, plain and simple. And that's why this program, that's why this station, that's why Maya Culpa. And do me a favor, if you have not subscribed, please do it now. If you are subscribed, just smash a blue heart so I know that you are. It is fantastic. It's important because we need 
to get the word out. We need our brigade to help us to get the word out. We need to do sometimes the work of the DNC, who you know I am very critical of. Thank you all, by the way. I am very critical of the DNC because their messaging is not as good as the message that you're getting here on political beatdown or any of the Midas, you know, um, uh, podcasts or newsletters. You're just getting better messaging from us. And it's not supposed to be that way. We're doing it because there is a space, there's a void, and we are trying to fill that void so that we can ensure, legitimately ensure, not hyperbole, legitimately ensure that the world that we leave, that the country that we leave to our children and our future generations is better than the one that we were born into. So to each and every one of you, I thank you. Keep smashing that blue. We need to make all of the Midas Touch properties number one, number two, number three, number four. We have the numbers. If you go right now to wherever it is you subscribe to podcast, just hit the subscribe button to the uh, Midas Touch you know, properties, whether it's Maya Culpa, Legal AF, Midas Brothers, whatever it is, just subscribe to it. I swear to you, you will enjoy, you will learn something with each and every episode and each and every segment. So again, thank you to all of you. Let's just get tough. Let's get aggressive. <laughs> two-finger salute. <laughs> two-finger salute. <laughs> well, I already gave the two-finger salute. That. That went on to all of those folks at the at the GOP that are continuing to pledge their loyalty to Donald Trump. They already got it. We can roll I it back. It. I wanted it. I needed it one more time to close yeah. out the show. I, I needed it. I needed a close out right there on that note. Thank you, everybody, for watching. <laughs> Let's do the after show, Cohen, and uh, shout out to the Midas Mighty. Mighty.